Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. It's the week of May 20th, 2021. This is episode 231, and I'm your host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight, as always, is amateur wrestler Karen Randazzo. I'll stop the world and melt with you. Killer of ladies, Angie Fernot. Oh my god, I'm so giddy. And Sailor Moon aficionado, Evan Goldstein. Different kind of moon. Tonight on the news desk, a popular webcomic becomes a potentially popular TV show, Invincible becomes Invincibler for a few more years, and we get our first glimpse of a slightly more modern Stone Age family. And more. But first, how's it going? Can we please talk about Zoe? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, dive right in. I'm so glad I made you guys watch that. (laughs) I I really want to look up, are you MFers ready to talk about Zoe this week? My quote tonight was almost, it's not a dream, but I can't not do that without just screaming as I just did. So sorry in advance. (laughs) And I'll explain context. Best part of the episode for Evan, or all of the episodes, was the very end of the very last episode episode when we figure out what is finally going on and she realizes angela realizes it's not a dream she bolts up and goes it wasn't a dream (laughs) it's really happening i'm so excited and for clarification i have the look uh, of joy yeah i have like back pain and stuff and i have to like lay on my stomach sometimes on the floor and like prop myself up into an up dog for all you yogis out there and watch tv that way and so i like got so excited that i like launched off the floor i honestly defied gravity it was like a cat when you startle them and they bounce off all four legs at the same time that was kind of the effect i was over the moon because i was like yeah yeah yeah. she's sitting on the bench yeah yeah yeah. he's approaching her oh look she's singing that never happened so obviously this isn't real and then they're they they're like what the fuck and i was like "Ah!" (laughs) so so yeah. yeah it was all right I mean, I mean, you know, whatever. So I'm not super excited. Oh my god, <laughs> that show makes me feel so many feels, and like I'm going in reverse right now because that episode was just getting me so hard. But like when she and Simon, spoiler alert. Okay, <laughs> skip a million miles ahead if you don't want to hear spoilers from the show because I don't care. So when she and Simon split up, I was like, yes, okay, great, healthy breakup, good. I'm glad your chemistry was failing anyway. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> whatever for a whole season yeah like, but I like never liked them as yeah a no couple. evan has never like from the second simon walked on screen he was like nope no no so, no no i no, don't know if it's no. simon's fault or i just grew it like, no I it's because of max to a max it's because of he we are obsessed with that actor like as every character he plays i don't give a shit about him in real life because i don't trust actors in real life anymore but like every role he plays he is just so goddamn charming and he's got the voice and the singing and then he's just so sweet he's a doll <sighs> anyway so yeah how you tell me tell me your thoughts let's let's reflect in proper order um well i was obviously very thrilled about the ending um and also equally happy about them breaking up 
Mm-hmm. It was like the embodiment of that Donald Glover gif where he goes, good. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> like, uh, enunciated face. Yes. <laughs> like, yup. Uh, not working for me, not working for the show, not working for anything. Um, other stuff from the season. Uh, I, I appreciated the way they went. They dealt with, like, Moe's whole arc with Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some cool nuances there. I loved that they kind of um, discovered that like little tech startup that the company was going to crush, but then they decided to buy them and like lift mm-hmm. them up instead. Mm-hmm. Like, what a awesome thing to happen that doesn't actually happen in real life. Um, yeah, but I love that that like we've talked about how television can influence life, right? And and right. and how we hope that it becomes a, it's often a reflection or a commentary on the things that are around us in the world. But sometimes it's also a place for inspiration, like what like what you were saying with Mo when, like when when she's uh, or when um when Zoe is supposed to be there to help Mo meet Perry's husband, ex husband or ex husband, thank you, and then. Uh, he shows up and he looks at Mo and he's like, "Nice to meet you." And then he's like, uh, "I I I don't know what to call you." She she her. And then he was and Mo was like, "He's like you can call me he. I normally do he him or you can do they them. She her. You know whatever really." And it was just the way that they like so casually addressed the pronouns thing, mm-hmm. um, but like didn't make it insignificant in making it casual. If you get what I mean. Yeah. So that, like, I just, I, I, I turned to Evan and I was like, oh, I know this doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's a big deal to me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a very special moment or a very special episode about pronouns. It was just like, this is a thing. Right. This is what should happen. And right. let's do it and then move on with it. Because that's and how like, it should be. That's mm-hmm. it. You know? And yeah. Just this. And a similar thing with the like whole diversity in the tech startup was like, I feel like that's not a thing that happens too much where a corporation does the right thing and, um, and like adopts and tries to elevate people of color instead of just squashing them out to make more money. But I feel like that's a thing that doesn't happen very much because um, Zoe probably reflects accurately the uh, lack of diversity in executive roles in those kind of companies. And mm-hmm. so, like, if there were to be a Simon-type figure in more companies, perhaps that would happen more. Mm-hmm. And so we can only hope that, you know, people will see that. And, oh, I saw this on the show, and, you know, what a good idea. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more looking, like, making companies... Or, you know, instilling the notion of companies looking at people as people, not mm-hmm. as dollars to be made. Yeah. Right. Whether they're black, white, male, female, does it, it's looking them at looking at them as people, which is the like of the first thing that needs to happen. Yes. <laughs> the start of that. Um, I thought that the glitch episode was pretty good. Yeah. Um, oh, and everybody swapped songs. Yeah. There was a just a noise there. Um, Sorry. But, uh, and I appreciated that they dealt with uh, Emily and her PPD. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was great to see that kind of, you know, always, it, it's important to show that kind of stuff. 
the one thing that bothered me about it a little was like once they got her to um once they got her to sort of admit that there was a problem and face up to it and tell her husband about it then it was over and like she was fine yeah i noticed that like i remembered the last time we had been watching the show because we were a little behind when we watched the end of the season it was like oh cool like this is a really interesting topic because you know i've never had a baby i don't know anything about this other than what i've read and you know i i I am very well aware of the fact that it can be an incredibly serious problem that women don't even know how to talk about and as usual zoe took on incredibly sensitive delicate topics challenged them in a way that i thought was absolutely enthralling and then delivered a message that i felt was completely relatable to all audiences and done in a way that was still respectful to the the people that or subject that was being addressed but that was one thing i did i also felt i was like oh okay so we're just moving past this now and in the last episode you know she's like talking to zoe's mom and she's like giving her advice just being like hey you know i oh, i'm I, on antidepressants so i'm an optimist now well it, it was funny because she was like <laughs> My my psychiatrist gave me these happy pills, and now I have all these things like hope and joy. She's like, yeah, it's weird. Like like the way she she said it, I was like, that was pretty funny. But it was this thing like I know people on antidepressants, and I know that that's not it's not that simple. Um, and it does take time to find the right mix of medicine, and it does require the combination of medicine and therapy and like coming up with ways to cope and deal and it's not an end-all be-all it doesn't fix everything um so i don't know if maybe it's just because like they didn't really have time to address that fully or if they just wanted to show like hey it is being addressed and she is doing better um but yeah i I just I, i think you're right there wasn't like enough time and she's not the main character right it just felt a little rushed like I had a lot yeah, of heavy topics going on in this season. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of heavy topics mm-hmm. going on in this season. So, did anyone else feel like Zoe was kind of unraveling a lot this season? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she wound up in therapy, which I thought was a great idea. I wish they had picked a different therapist, though. Why? Because that's the guy who played the weird, awkward guy from the proposal. Uh, the pro- proposal. The proposal. The Ryan Reynolds movie. The proposal. <laughs> Never heard of him. Who's that? <laughs> and like every time I see him on screen, he he, I hear the accent from that movie, and he was just a weirdo. And at one point in time, he's just like did a weird sort of strip for you know a bachelorette party, and I was like, oh no, not this guy. And but. That character, that that those interactions between the two of them were fantastic. Like it the, was nice for her to have a neutral party to talk about the powers too, where it wasn't like an issue that whether or not the powers are real. Mm-hmm. I would thought that was amazingly well done. And, and for that, those who don't know who what actor Os- Evan is talking about, it's Oscar Nunez who played Oscar on The Office, for which oh, he might be slightly better very, well known. See, and, but, and, but it's not. It's not Oscar. It's not. That's not the character I see. <laughs> okay. I, I understand that. I'm just explaining it for Ryan people Reynolds. who are not you. <laughs> I have to reference it to Ryan Reynolds. Correct. Um, the fact that they switched that they turned her issues about um simon and max like like just that those conversations that she was having with the therapist into those about loss Mm -hmm. was like 
eye opening. Like it's like, oh, that makes so much sense. It it made it made this whole season just a, a slightly more deeper because mm-hmm. she has been dealing with a lot of loss. Like, I so mean, to clarify, like your your point is that we all know she still had feelings for Max, but it wasn't something that shallow. Like it wasn't just about a boy; it right. was about more than that. Right. Yeah. So it's it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, the scene, like watching those three episodes because so we were up to date except for the last three and the last three were current day then a whole se- a whole episode of flashback which I loved oh that God, flashback that episode so great. <laughs> and then the final episode of the summation of the season and, you know and of course they lead into the panicked you know scrolling through our phones to see if they will have have they announced the season three yet but i mean which they have not listeners by the way that hasn't been announced so the second someone hears something please post it in our discord or email us please for the love of god because i don't pay enough attention and if i don't know when this is happening all i'm going to do is obsess about it until i do you did make a cut that you read and in passing about them possibly moving to peacock yeah like the the showrunners are basically saying like we 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 wrote the last episode in a way that we wanted this to be something if it didn't get picked up again it would close up some loose ends but if it did get picked up again there was opportunities to continue to explore but the key thing that they were saying was we weren't told no don't do that as if there was finality to it it just hasn't been announced for another season yet so if nbc didn't take it specifically for that then it would probably go to peacock and honestly if peacock didn't take it there's got to be someone out there who would because the show's so good people love this and it's doing well too from my understanding it fucking better be i want to shout about this show from the rooftops i want more skylar aston all the time all the time every day yeah but everybody the whole cast and like also i think the thing for mo with me is that after discovering that that actor was also on glee i felt like some of the roles that have been played by mo's character have been like semi-autobiographical in some way Mm-hmm. And like it just gives a lot of depth to seeing that actor in those roles and the way that they're played. I I don't know. There's just like I feel as though every time I look at these these people on screen, I'm finding new ways to connect with characters that I didn't know I was going to connect with and storytelling that reaches into parts of my heart and my brain that most television never touches. You know, I'm actually looking through the main cast, and this season has had touched upon a major event in every one of them because Mm -hmm. i mean it's an ensemble cast and in a true way because really everybody there's i mean zoe is the main character but everybody is fleshed out it's Mm -hmm. even even like the tertiary like tobin getting his little relationship thing Mm -hmm. going (laughs) maggie the mom dealing with the fact that maybe she's thinking about possibly considering moving on with her life like those are that that's a huge thing for that character and the the fact that they hinted like she was gonna develop a gambling problem just oh, so they I could was so nervous in that five right? minutes <laughs> but i feel like that's something you would expect right like oh god she's grieving and she's got like in any other television show that's exactly what have happened <laughs> and mm-hmm. nope they switched it they flipped it around and made it so that she took the casinos for thousands yeah she kept pulling money out of potted plants completely blew my mind yeah 
It did strike me a little funny, though, like, (laughs) only on TV is there a problem. What am I going to do with all this extra money? Right. Holy shit, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess that's a problem you get to have because your show also deals with, like, gender nonconformity and, like, racism and, and diversity in the workplace in, like, real, honest, true ways. I guess I'll throw you a bone and let you have the white lady has too much money. Mm-hmm. I have some normally normal simplicity of sitcomness in here somewhere. I'm going to throw in there that I didn't like the Aiden arc very much, though. Who's Aiden? The, uh, the musician. Kid? Yeah. Biff. Oh, the, the foreign kid? The- yeah, like he... So, so for anyone who d- is trying to follow along with us, sorry, we're all over the place. You need to just watch this show, and then you need to come back and re-listen to this and, and get it, okay? Just fucking get it. Because... <laughs> That, like this kid who was appearing in this season ends up sort of being like this potential love interest for Zoe and sort of like maybe a rebound for Max or maybe something different or maybe not like away from Simon and encouraging her to like free herself up and you know let go of, of having to be so in control of everything and ultimately ends up with her doing drugs with her boss but that's a whole other thing uh also gave david <laughs> her brother an outlet for his music I mean, like, this kid was all over the place and it was just and then his the the awkward like conclusion to the story arc was he confesses his feelings for zoe by making a song about her that her brother plays in the band and sings vocal backup for and it's not a pg song um very suggestive <laughs> song content uh and it, and it ends up like the the brother doesn't realize it until he's actually in that moment singing about it and he's it's like, like oh, a birthday or something, wasn't it? like a yeah. big year birthday yeah it was her 30th birthday i think right because she's kind of yeah. a baby yeah yeah so it just the, the, that was that, but it was funny i mean it wasn't a bad thing it was just i was like Nah, dude, I don't need you. Get out. It was it was like filler almost, but it was funny filler because if without that character, we wouldn't have gotten the the the, the connection with now the boss that showed up more and more throughout the the the, the final episodes. Mm-hmm. The seeing that side of the brother was, you know, was great. Like he was dealing with his own midlife crisis kind of situation, while the the his wife was dealing with her. Uh, her postpartum depression and like everybody was having something going on and then this Australian kid was just like hey I'm, I like you you're pretty <laughs> I just um, for, I looked him up because my suspicion was that maybe he's a musician who was like up and coming and the network was like oh hey let's put this like up and coming musician kid on the show to like get in some younger viewers or whatever and I mean he does appear to be a musician but not like one that i is he part of like the Skarsgård family because i feel like there's 27 of them no but he's such a baby how old i'm trying to find out how old he is i don't know how old he is but um and um he was supposed to be considerably younger than zoe in the show like she babysat for him or something yeah which is why like i laughed so hard when she was like it's not gonna happen yeah (laughs) um but and i don't know whether you took my advice and continued on and if you did we can talk about it but he's also in Ginny and georgia and like did not pick up on that at all he's isn't he the brother he's the brother yeah Yeah. okay so i i noticed the australian accent threw threw me for a loop (laughs) 
Right. So, okay. So I. He was 23 years old. Oh, Fuck my him. God. <laughs> yeah. So he. Okay. So I did not get to continue on that yet because I, I. Like, we have a heavy news week. And I was like, all right, I'm going to wait until the next episode because uh, I had other stuff I wanted to wrap up. Um, but. I I am continuing. I did actually start playing an episode, and then I was like, no, 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 no. I can't focus on this right now. Um, so I'm back in it. Like, I'm invested again. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I do. I absolutely knew who you were talking about, because I took one look at him and went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see how that goes. That's a whole other thing. My only other thing I have to say about the season is, like, Max is just freaking wonderful yeah like the fact that he gave up the job for her despite mm-hmm. the fact that that's not really how life works but the fact I guess that he showed maybe up you... covered in glitter he showed up covered in confetti to the hospital come on didn't even take the time to pick that shit off he's amazing and like i'm not sure that would really be how it would work if you gave up a job opportunity oh. but i guess TV. I guess the hiring person would go to the the runner up if you know one of his first choices stepped down. So it's it's conceivable that he would have been like, "All right, yes, I'll t- I'll take your partner since you don't want to since you want me to give the job to her." Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and, that- and I I felt the same way that she did when they had that argument in the kitchen at Maximo's where she was like, you know how do you think that makes me feel? I'm so embarrassed that I only got the job because of blah, blah, blah. But the way he turned it around and explained it, that no, like he felt like she deserved it more than anyone he'd ever met. Despite only knowing her a couple hours, I was like, huh. right. I know. Instantly I don't know diffused. if it would have worked like any other way, but when you look like Skylar Aston, you can certainly get away with that. shit. <laughs> So when uh, when she shows up at the airport, okay, first first before we even talk about that, when Mo's reaction to the fact that, she, <laughs> that he was puts so it together, oh, we're going to the airport, <laughs> that excitement level. Um, did you? Uh, I had to sit through the rest of the crap. I'm not like missing the best part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you? Did you? I immediately knew the song that he was singing. Like my heart said, no. Like they're misreading this situation. It's not for. What was her name? Rose. Yeah, yeah Rose. I they, it they got me. Yeah, okay. I they, it was done so well. Like, I guess those heart songs and the way they 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 play, trying to they put the songs, the the lyrics of the song, right there so that you ha- you don't have to decode it. But mm-hmm. they were just given like that whole episode where the I guess it was the one person off the whole you know. Yeah, the, playlist the shuffle yeah but you could those if you didn't think about it those songs still worked for each one of those people technically sort of it was just weird like <laughs> i mean the fox song was really out of place was <laughs> that was ridiculous i died so hard when john was that song came out when john was a baby and i used to sing it to him when i was losing my mind <laughs> as you do <laughs> as you do they, they just they played to an extra level of like conversation that she's having with these people but without having it with the actual person and the way they played that so so well like oh i can buy it she's go he's going with rose he's going to new york he you know new york mm-hmm. state of mind that was the first half of this you know i don't even remember when that episode played but i believed it and i prayed and i hoped that 
they were good. Like she, they set the scene. She's sitting there, and someone's gonna show up, whether it be her dad. Because every time that man showed up on the screen, knowing that it wasn't real, just tore my heart out. Peter Gallagher is a goddamn treasure. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that this season could have ended any better than it did. Because yes, we all want to see it progress. We want to see a season three. I'm happy with the way. Like if it doesn't come back like i'm happy like i believe that they're going to be together i'm okay with this Mm -hmm. like this is a sort of finale like i'm okay that she has the guy that i want her to be with he's being open because like their biggest hurdle was he couldn't hear her songs and then wait let's get rid of that clause like now he can maybe we'll see but he did like it wrapped everything up so nicely that i wasn't angry when it ended (laughs) except for there wasn't another episode to watch exactly (laughs) like i yeah i i get what you're saying like it does you know put a bow on things and it it would be fine if it ended here but i really want to know more about how like these powers work like now that he can hear her songs like does it like do other people have this and like you only get to hear each other's songs if it's true love or like i don't know i want i want more i yeah. want i want to see like i want to see mo's reaction right like i like that i want to see that episode where mo gets the powers for one episode yeah he's the only one who like he he knows about zoe's powers and then you know he knows max too so Mm -hmm. um but i i think that what you were saying about like how the the songs could be interpreted in different ways i think that's why it was so smart of them to um include in this season how zoe was relying kind of too much on her powers and not paying attention to like the people in front of her and not li- not just listening to their heart songs but like just paying attention to people mm-hmm. yeah. because like you you know like you're saying like we saw max singing on the sidewalk at the airport and you know totally i thought it, you know that he was singing to rose and so did uh so did zoe but if you just rely on the powers of course that's what you're gonna you're gonna think but if you like actually just observe and be with the people that you're with and not just rely on the songs then it just interpreted a totally different way so good job show good job show oh my god does anyone want to talk about anything else they've been watching before we jump into news or i have to wake up chris (laughs) honey Hey, oh boy, what about Scarecrow's brain? <laughs> Apparently, Chris, um, you haven't watched the show, have you not? <laughs> no, no, okay, I, no. I, I, uh. He no. missed out. Oh, I wondered why there was no commentary. Did you watch Zootopia with the kids? Yeah. How did you like Zootopia? It was fine. I had seen it before. Oh, okay. We I thought watched. that that was new for the whole family. No, we watched it with the so one of the kids watched it at their cousin's house a long time ago, and I saw most of it then, and it was fine. I, I liked the, it. It was what cute. Was the converse, oh, the conversation with Dan about John Wick. That, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was what we expected it to be. Yeah, yeah, that, that was yeah. No, it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had we had some fun. No, I I watched a. I had my second uh, shot of uh, yeah, you did <laughs> the 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 vaccine, and it didn't didn't go great. I was uh I was put down hard for a day, so um I got up in the morning and I finally watched uh 
the Dragon Ball Super movie Broly, mm-hmm. uh, which was very cool. Um, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about it. It was, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna try and do a, a, a Dragon Ball Super 60 second summary on it. Oh, I was no. gonna say, we I, done yeah, that in a long time. We could, yeah, we, if you want to try it, we can. I can, I can I still got the music somewhere. Yeah, sure, oh, we can do it. Let me, <clears throat> I got a timer here. So, all right, whenever you are ready, sir. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set my, my timer on my watch and ready, set. Go. Okay, a long time ago on the planet Vegeta, the king Vegeta had a prince uh, son named Vegeta. And this kid <laughs> Vegeta was uh, super strong and we're like, hey, this guy's going to be the super strongest guy. He's going to be legendary super saiyan. It's going to be awesome. But then this other kid named Broly was born and he was stronger than the prince. And the king Vegeta, not the king, not the planet or the prince, didn't think that the that, that was a good idea because like he wanted the prince Vegeta to be like the super strongest. So he basically uh, stranded the Broly and his dad out in the middle of nowhere. Then the planet Vegeta and the king Vegeta blew up because Frieza blew stuff up. A uh, long time later, Broly and his grandfather uh, find out that, uh, no, Frieza finds out he's still alive and is like, I want to get revenge on uh, King Vegeta. And uh, Frieza's like, well, King Vegeta's dead, but his prince is still alive. So Broly goes over there to kill Vegeta because his dad told him to, and he gets super strong, and it's just a bunch of fighting for like 25 minutes. <laughs> and then in the end, uh, Goku is a good guy, and he beats Broly, kind of, but then Broly gets to live and Goku wants to fight him again someday. Boom. So you just Boom. 60 seconds, uh, what, an hour and a half movie? <laughs> yeah, like the first 10 minutes is all, uh, you know, kind of set up, and then it's just like fighting. <laughs> fighting, 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 fighting. It was, it was a good time. Ah, felt good. Good to be back. <laughs> I have to say, so, I'm uh, surprised oh, that uh, there was actually a full 10 minutes of setup. Well, <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, you know, ball. Dragon Ball, there's like, you know, decent amount like, there's a whole maybe five minutes of story that they'll stretch across like an hour if they, if they need to that's uh that shows the king of fillers <laughs> that is true that is, i mean how how long did someone pose before they actually fired a shot? yeah i mean there's just a lot of yelling uh there's a little bit less of that in in this uh, it's, uh this is a really fun movie to watch i i very much enjoyed it so uh let's see i finished that up and I went to uh, watch the Bad Batch because you uh-huh. know I'm, I'm our resident Star Wars whore, and yeah, <laughs> there's new Star Wars programming out there that I hadn't watched yet, and I just wasn't particularly enthused by the concept of the Bad Batch. So, uh, but I wasn't going anywhere, <laughs> so I parked myself in bed and I watched the first uh, the the first episode, which was an hour, and then I watched the two subsequent episodes, which were regular you know 20 25 minute episodes and it's fine oh um the first episode was was like okay this is more interesting than i thought it was uh and then it segued into some filler episodes which were fine but they were they weren't really advancing things a whole lot but there Mm -hmm. is kind of a nice overarching uh um mystery going on there's this little kid character that was introduced named omega and that kid is a clone uh, from Kamino, where all the other clones were from, where they cloned Jango Fett. And the, the premise of this show is a little bit more interesting than I thought, because the premise is uh, the show starts off with Order 66 and a young Kanan Jarrus, which was really cool. You get to see um, uh, Kanan Jarrus and his master 
basically uh, his master get killed and then him get away right as Order 66 is happening, which sets up Star Wars Rebels, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, the the premise of the show is the formation of the Empire uh, and how, like, what are they going to do with the clones and how they're transitioning from clone armies, which are efficient but very expensive, to um, stormtroopers. Uh, and how the Empire is setting up stuff like, uh, you know, a, a, a money system and whatnot uh, all over the galaxy and just how terrifying something like that can be. Like, uh, they just keep going to all these different planets where rules were in place and then they show up with this just absurd military might like, this is how we're doing things now and we're in charge and everything's going to be better. Trust us. And... Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just kind of goes yeah. so it, it's kind of interesting but the this this clone they meet this little girl named omega and uh it's like all right whatever she seems to have some sort of like maybe force powers i don't know she's not all that interesting but then they mentioned that she was a clone and i was like wait a minute who's she a clone of like she's just this little girl all by herself like little little human girl by herself on camino which was the place where they built the clones and they have those super tall necked creepy alien people mm -hmm. um so that was kind of interesting and then she winds up she knows about the bad batch group uh clone troop 99 or whatever uh so she thought they were like super cool because they're all weird <laughs> they're not they're not regular clones they're enhanced clones and apparently she is too so she winds up uh not feeling safe on camino and goes with them on various adventures or whatever because uh admiral tarkin shows up on Camino, and he's just like, so you gotta prove to us that uh, the clones are still viable, because uh, we're ready to shut this stuff down. And, uh, I don't know. It was, it was it's, it's a neat enough premise. It's very, very much more Clone Wars, but without the interesting characters. <laughs> without the clones, or the war, really. It's I mean. all clones and wars, <laughs> but it doesn't really have any of the, like, I watched the Clone Wars for, like, Anakin, and Ahsoka, and it's kind of weird saying I watched the Clone Wars for Anakin, but he was he was genuinely interesting character on that show, unlike the movies. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you you watch that show for most of those other characters, and like the clones were neat, but having it very much focused on these clones, like the Bad Batch, because they're all funky, their chips didn't really work, so none of them executed Order sixty six except for one of them. That was like all gung-ho about it. He's like, well, we gotta kill that Jedi. And they're like, the hell are you talking about? He's like, you got the order? We gotta kill the Jedi. And and they're like, but we don't we don't really follow orders most of the time. I'm like, fine, <laughs> I'm killing the Jedi myself. Like, what are you doing? You can't kill the Jedi. The Jedi's our friends. Like, everyone else killing the Jedi. I'm gonna kill the Jedi. He said, kill the Jedi. So I'm gonna kill the Jedi. And Jesus. like, take that guy, and he winds up being more of a dick, and they're like, enhancing his chip to make him even more angry at everybody, and now that's gonna go well. But... <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to stick with it. It's a Star Wars show. It's but it's fine. It's not blowing me away. It's not. It's not blowing my skirt up. Aww. But it's a uh, you know, it's doing the trick. Getting your um, fix. And that was kind of like I I passed out almost at the end of the first episode for a while, and then I came back and watched the rest of them because yeah, I was just uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. very dead that day. Um, and I think the only other thing really worth mentioning is that uh. You know, one night we watched John Wick, and then uh, we made the executive decision that we were going to uh, watch. Uh, we were, we're going to jump into Cougar Town. Yes, yes. We, we jumped in to finish Good. the last season of Cougarton Abbey because we watched. Cougarton. 
all of Cougar Town, uh, and then like the last season was like on another network or something. Some and this weird. was before Plex, right? Yes. Like this was before we had an easy way of getting it, and then we just kind of never watched it over the you know following years. But now we're in this golden age of streaming, so uh, it's on what Amazon, I think. Something like that. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. So we're like, you know what? This is the time. Because it was like, well, we could do Orphan Black, but the last time we tried to watch the last season of Orphan Orphan Black, we watched 10 minutes and said, yeah, we got to start over again. So we're quite ready for that kind of commitment. You won't have that Um, feeling doing the... (laughs) Yeah, no, Cougar Town was fine. We slipped right back into that, no problem. That show's so weird. (laughs) So so freaking weird, man. It's good though. I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty much exactly as exactly as I remember. It's Scrubs light. It's not a constant home run, but it does always make me laugh at least once per episode. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice. I have a question mm-hmm. for Evan and Angie. Go ahead. Ooh. What's you guys' problem with Shadow and Bone? Oh yeah, what good point. Is your problem? How are <laughs> okay, you wait, one stop, of the most? On. Stop, fed- stop! 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 <laughs> because this is a conversation that we're going to have next episode (laughs) so all we have to talk about is is so wait why are we having an exit oh is that the show we're supposed to watch we're watching the nevers season one episode one that's the that's the homework for next week okay so i'm not talking about the nevers i know but that's where her conversation was going no it wasn't no okay (laughs) so okay what did we not so how did we feel about this show? Can, I can talk Go about ahead. it. I, I will talk about it, but I will not bring up the nevers. I actually didn't. It did not cross my mind. Oh, I see why now. There okay. It is Wait, now. no. Okay. So I see where he was going with that. We'll save that for next week. And for anyone else who's listening and confused, um, it's all right. I'm always confused. Welcome to the party. <laughs> the thing I am very surprised about is that while watching Shadow and Bone, the impression that I got from this show repeatedly with every character they introduced that was female and relatively interesting was, you ain't gonna make it very far without no man. And I was like, cool, the show is shallow, the storytelling is bullshit, and uh, I'm bored. I hate this. When will it be over? So I was very surprised because you are often the first person to nitpick um the aspects of writing that basically bring in weird gender stereotypes or uh, like like bullshit gen- norms for roles involving uh women and uh kind of like putting them in positions where the writing is done in such a way that it's kind of insensitive to women and i felt like the main character of this show was constantly in a situation where a man had to control or save her and she was not very good at doing anything for herself or by herself. I will grant you that, yes, she was, like, being controlled. I, I felt like that had a lot more to do with her being naive than, be like, obviously the, the men in her life felt like they could control her because she was a woman, but also because she was kind of young and naive and... Mm-hmm. um. I feel like she came up in the world with this kind of one idea of how things are and never really questioned it. And, um, I mean, we like that allowed those people to take advantage of her. I I understand the, 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 the world setup that they did and the the character setup. Like it was just odd to me because I don't normally pick up on those things. Like I'll watch a show and 
all of the the things that you normally see, Karen, and the things that are shown, like, look at this, Evan, see this. Like, I picked up on it, like, every time a female was sort of showing some sort of empowerment, it got undercut by a, a male role, which was, like, I don't normally see that. Like, who is that girl that was the, like the, the, the seamstress? Assassin no, oh, no, 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 the seamstress. Yeah. That seamstress was awesome. They had they just uh, keep going with that character, and then all of a sudden they made it that she became really meek around this guy. Do you oh. know who he's talking about, Karen? No, the girl who was it, seamstress wasn't exactly oh, the word. The, She's like the, the healer, the, mender, tailor, Taylor. 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 Yeah, like yeah. I, I just thought like that was really like weird she, she was like super confident, super strong, and then all of a sudden she became a little girl. Like at the end, at the end when she was, uh, when she was like, well, I am a soldier and I follow him. And it was like, but you've always come across as like a pretty independent thinker and like someone who, and I understand her background where she was sold to this king and like, yeah, she fucking killed him dead. And And I'm like, all right. And I'm I'm talking about the guy that made the costume. Like she had a thing for that guy, the guy that made the gloves. Oh yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. She had a thing for him. And like. Every time he came around, mm-hmm. she, she like changed character types. Oh, well, I just thought that was cute because she had a. Cr- but that's gr- listen. That's a that's a woman with a crush. <laughs> yeah, that honey. didn't really bother me. That, that was didn't just bother like, me. She, you know, I, she was, wants to bone that guy. Yeah, <laughs> so. that was kind of cute, actually. No, I was more bothered by her complete transformation when at the end it was like, I'm a soldier and I follow this man. And it's like, well, so far you've given me reason to think that you're a confident person who thinks for herself, who doesn't want to be owned and controlled. And now you're literally giving up your freedoms to follow someone who you know is wrong. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. And I felt like she the male... kind of conflicted about that, to be honest. Like, that seemed like... No, that seemed like her telling herself, no, this is the way it is because this is where this is. I got to where I am because this is the way it is and I need to maintain the status quo. But she was doubting that a bit. Like, I feel like that's not the end of her arc. I hope not, because I I didn't like where it was going. Um, Yeah, I I think that there's going to be some sort of redemption for her. The thing I'm, I'm a little confused about, I mean, like, yeah, the main character was a little, uh, you know, I don't know, she was kind of wishy-washy, but the whole, like, I liked the relationship with her her friend, that, that dude, because, yeah, she was kind of dependent on him, but he was also dependent on her. Like, the two of them were codependent. It wasn't like she had to rely on him to save her all the time. Like, he was... He was nothing without her. If she, like, disappeared, then he would have just turned into a ball of mush. Like... The the two of them worked as a codependent situation there. Like, I didn't think that that was a whole like her. Oh, she just she needs her man or something like that. It was they were friends and you, you, you well, clearly that. want to be more than friends. Uh, you say that, but as soon as he was like be, when he stopped writing or she didn't get any letters from him, her love interest or her her interest turned to another to the other guy. Like the guy who was in power, the the dark wizard dude. Yeah. And then that got squelched because like he showed his colors or that other girl came into play. Like it was just, it was just a lot of, that was, she wants to bone the tall guy. Not, she doesn't care about him anymore. She figured, well, she figured that 
I she knows how he feels about whatever they call magic people, mutants, whatever. <laughs> so after not getting letters for a long time, she's assuming he doesn't like her anymore. So she but like Chris, think was about manipulated this. in that direction. Their entire they've spent their entire childhoods together. They've spent years together. They've they've followed each other into this like military whatever that was like they have done everything together and after a few months he's like shit something's wrong and she's like meh guess i'll move on <laughs> and that's the thing that that's that's what solidified my opinion about that she's like man let's move on and he's like fuck this noise i'm going to go hunt down a mythical creature to possibly get the ability to go see her Maybe. Yeah, but he doesn't have any he does not have like an entire hierarchy of people saying she was being actively manipulated. He's just like, well, I'm nothing without her, so I need to do literally anything to find her. She I, had a very different situation, not, you know, I'm weak woman, I'm being manipulated by strong men. It was a totally different situation. I felt like it was written in that way, though. Like, it, like that's a good way to put it. I am weak woman. I'm manipulated by strong men. I just felt like all of, like, even with the assassin character. So, okay, let's look at the female characters that I noticed in this. And, and you guys can tell me if I missed one. There was the tailor who we discussed, the main female lead, the healer, the heart, heart, heart render. Was that what mm -hmm. they call him? Yeah, the girl, that girl who was the spy. And then, like, the assassin chick, who I swear to God, I thought she had powers because she was, like, fucking Batman. Um, Maybe she had, like, Hawkeye-like powers. Like, she had really she good aim. She was so badass. That was her power. Yeah, um, she was pretty cool. She w But they all ended up, like, they... Every one of them seemed to have their destiny or, like, some aspect of who they were. And it may be because, like, that's the world that this is written into. But, like, somehow... It seemed as though there was a, a male holding power over a female in all of these situations. And yeah, and that seems to be an overarching problem. Like, and, and that was the thing did that, that I not, did that not did, did does not look like oh, there's a bunch of evil men in charge of all these situations, in charge of all these cool women. The plot's going to be overthrowing those men. Like, but that's that not what it was. Pretty obvious from the get go. But oh, see, to me, that was. didn't seem, it didn't seem obvious from the get-go. It seemed like, uh, Wait, But you're saying that it was to overthrow the evil men. That wasn't, they overthrew they one evil dude, and everybody else ended up in a relationship. Or, we, well, not yeah, a relationship. in season one. <laughs> like, well, this is okay. part of an, this is part of a much larger thing. Like, all okay. the bad people were dudes. Right. Well, the, no, uh, that's also, there was, there was the, 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 the villainous girl that was had the wind power that made the boat move like her she was kind of a bitch most of the, the she episodes. was a bitch most of the time and then she was like oh shit the dude's the head bitch in charge yeah i'm gonna not be a bitch anymore like i i i i get what you're saying like if you're viewing this in like no this is the this is it this is the entire story is that all women are weak and that the bad men are in charge and that's just the way it is and you gotta like it but like the people that everything's setting up to be taking down are like big nad the the big bad nasty men like it seems to me like this is where it is going in the direction of wait a second i don't need this like here's the world it is telling you that you need to listen to these men and then every character is coming to the realization like oh the dude who dresses in black whose power is literal darkness 
kind of a bad guy. Maybe we should take that guy down. I mean, they you know, oh, the king who is right a complete <laughs> nonstop piece of shit. Well, <laughs> maybe he's a nonstop piece of shit. Or the other guys on the other side, the men in charge on the other side of the fold that were like, yeah, no, nah, you can totally trust us. They can't trust us. We're going to kill them when they come through there. It's yeah. going to be great. <laughs> like, all the men, yeah, the men were all in charge, but like, they were also not the interesting characters, with the exception of, you know, Prince Caspian. He was he was kind of interesting. I, I, I like his so. story. He makes a good villain. But I don't know. I don't see I don't really? see this as this huge I like, I like terrible problem. I think it's kid. what they're going to overcome in future seasons. And the storytelling being bad, that's where I that's why I really don't see eye to eye, because the story itself isn't exactly like, hey, this is super interesting stuff. But it was told well enough that I gave a crap about finding out what happened next. Like when the two main characters, the 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 light lady and her hunter boyfriend finally ran into each other again. I was like, oh, great. Now we're going to sit through like the rest of the season of the two of them fighting each other. But instead, they had a conversation and hashed it out in about 45 seconds. Yeah. Didn't he it just go was, like your past, like you, it, what you had to do doesn't matter or whatever he's like no i get it yeah but yeah, like they cool. first got there and he was all just like well i guess you don't care about me anymore because you know, i've had to find this monster but you wouldn't return my letters it's like what are you talking about you don't return my letters Oomph. and i was like oh great it's gonna be full house for a week and then it was just not or like the the, the dude with the cane who seemed like he was all gonna be this this asshole evil guy in the beginning and he turns out to be like well maybe he's not all that evil he's kind of greedy but he's interesting and who doesn't love the black guy with the knives? He was fun. Black guy with the guns? The, guns? You mean the guns? The guns. Sorry, not the yeah. knives. The guns. Yeah. She had the knives. He had the guns. Yeah. Man, that thing with the goat and yeah, the train that that, killed see, all those like, that, that was, that was that, my favorite. That they, was good stuff right Actually, there. that crew was my favorite part of the whole show. Oh, I actually yeah, cared about far. their plot. They were pretty much the reason I was watching the yes. show. Like, I kind of cared about the late lady overcoming things, but I cared most about... When are they going to meet these three? Because that was the kind of thing that I was expecting to take seasons to get to, you know, like, after, Game, of Thrones. like Game of Thrones. Like, oh no, they, she just literally jumped in the back of their car. That's kind of great. <laughs> kind of a full Halcyon moment, but still. But still, in the positive way, like they, they moved mm-hmm. the plot in the directions that you kind of wanted them to go in that defied the tropes of here's how we're going to make this shit last longer and here's how we're going to make these people misunderstand things over and over again. Like, the main oh, character you're looking was, for these guys oh they just left and you'll never find them again for like eight seasons exactly <laughs> and it didn't it didn't fuck around with that stuff and i appreciated it so it wasn't an amazing story i wasn't like clawing for the next episode this didn't have me as enthralled as game of thrones or lost or anything like that but it was something i enjoyed watching because it was fun and it was telling a decent story well and that's why i enjoyed it I the only part that I like okay so I wasn't a big fan of the main storytelling like the the main story the tertiary story the the crew that you know is doing something to keep his you know his his club and like all of that underhanded sneaky stuff that storyline was really good because of the characters that were in it then the I guess the but her fate was still being controlled by the guy that was leading it because he third storyline out Sorry. <laughs> the witch and the I don't know who you want to call him the the the, the foreign the, German the looking dude guy. Yeah, like I liked their little story because that woman was baller 
I don't care oh, yes. what you say. <laughs> but the, the that, heart that, render and the the hunter dude who wanted to kill her, and then they well, got lost in the snow. That those two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Love those two. That was great. <laughs> and and it was just I and I don't know if it was because of that. Like that storyline was sort of flip flopped in the beginning, and then they sort of balanced each other out because. Their, their introduction was she was by far stronger than him. Even though she was captured, she was the stronger character. Then mm -hmm. that story played out to where they, they balanced each other out. And I wanted to see where they were going. And unfortunately, that broke my heart. That, that was such a bummer. Came into play where they're and not he's listening such to a each other. Freaking idiot, too, because like. She could. She told him like what happened. Like, look, it was either this or you're dead. And he's like, no, nah, I can't trust you. You're a witch. It's like, why are you so freaking stupid, dude? She's TV stuff. <laughs> and and granted, it wasn't the best plan in the world, as the other guy explains. Like, no, no, he's not going to court like for like years. You just screwed this guy. It's like, damn it. But the fact that she like, I didn't even think about it until he said it, where she was trying to give him give him feed him on the other side of the jail. It's like, oh shit. She literally reversed the role to when they first met mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this does look bad i'm not gonna blame the guy completely absolutely that looks bad <laughs> not a, not the best plan but the only plan that she could have gone with because he was going to die yeah but that the way that story ended connected my two favorite parts of this show which was the witch meeting the crew on that boat mm -hmm. yeah. that leads to what I feel I a season two if it's just the five of them I will enjoy so much more that's the thing like that was half the show was these two chunks and the other characters were better when they interacted with them like any like when what's his what's his nuts you know the, the uh, i just want to call him plank because he just didn't have much in the way of personality the guy who just his whole personality is i like this girl <laughs> the the, the uh, girl the, who the, makes the, light the, the, like the, the boyfriend the, the, yeah the best friend yeah whatever plank. mal and alina okay that's mal. the character's name mal and that. alina karen i need your thoughts on this too by the way okay. but like those two were fine you know i was more i was interested in the mythology that was going on with the magic stuff but like not super interested in their plot except when it interacted with the other ones which i thought were pretty great so and that's i don't know that's my point i like the show not like over the moon oh my god i'm doing cartwheels like i expected this to be kind of trash and it was pretty cool so <laughs> sci-fi-esque seafy quality <sighs> There was something about like, cause I watched the trailer for it. You know, when you go to Netflix and the, it mm -hmm. shows the trailer and it's like that, that, uh, the, which one, the firewoman on the boat, like in the beginning, mm -hmm. just giving this big old speech it, it going into the dock and that's okay. We like it. Doc. I was like, Doc's Oh, I get it. You want to be Joss Whedon. I see what you're doing here. You, you've, you've watched an episode of Firefly. This is a, uh, <laughs> this is very much that speech. And I expected that personality and that specific character to just be around. And that's the nope. show I'm watching. Nope. <laughs> So I was, I, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I'm not saying it's the highest art in the history of the land. I'm not saying it's a goddamn masterpiece. I'm saying I was very entertained by it, and I really want to see more of it. 
I like how I just opened up the argument and then sat back. And <laughs> Did, I were know, you making I the menacing hand wringing gesture, like you were tapping your fingertips together? Ha 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 ha! No, Look, I've I been just want to know. For like forty five minutes while you guys talked about Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Yes, I wanted to talk for a little bit. <laughs> no, absolutely, and you said most of what I would have said. Um, I was a little surprised to see that you guys didn't like it when you posted about it. Um, and now that I hear you explain why, I can see it. I, That's I all didn't I needed. really occur to me at the time I was watching it. I think the problem um, with the show, with the uh, you know, kind of keep trying to keep down women, is less a problem with the show itself and more a problem with the patriarchal society that is like a part of the world that they built and presumably are going to be taking down. So I agree with both of you. <laughs> cool. No, I can I, I appreciate there, that. Karen. <laughs> I just wanted you to, cause like we watched um, Bridgerton, right? And Bridgerton, mm-hmm. like I felt like that was a patriarchal society where the women still felt like strong women, despite the fact that they were in a much more oppressive feeling society to me. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like it was better writing overall. And that's, I think that's what I was really getting hung up on is like, you have, I personally feel like most of the time when you and I talk about television, you just have exquisite taste and you have good insight. And the fact that you liked this show and like, I blatantly just didn't like it and only stuck with it because I wanted to say that I got through it because I knew we were going to talk about it. Like, and that I didn't find the main characters who are supposed to be so important, interesting in any sense of the word, that to me, I was like, this is not great. But I can also see the points that you guys are making. So I think it'll be one of those shows that comes back around in the second season, and I'll give that a chance. So hey, everybody gets different things out of things. <laughs> and that's it's what true. makes it a beautiful, beautiful world. Yeah. That and trees. That's true. I love trees. But not their pollen. No. <laughs> oh, before, before we cut to break, because I feel it's coming up, I wanted to make a comment. Um, if you have not watched Invincible yet, don't watch Jupiter's Legacy first and then go into Invincible, because Invincible is a much better comic book show. Okay? Because we tried to watch Jupiter's Legacy today. <laughs> ah, great. And it's not great and it I th- doesn't look great i think it's because they it, netflix doesn't know how to do a beard a fake beard properly right. that that was really but bu- i watched the trailer and the whole time i'm looking at that beard like that ain't real <laughs> <laughs> well the, the beard the be- it's white hair like they, it's everything looked fake on yeah, the it two all looked main like, characters <laughs> it looked like comic-con cosplay <laughs> yes it did now we watched it we went, huh? Okay. We're gonna watch the next one. But it was because, like, Invincible was so good. Like, I kept watching episodes and going, I'm gonna continue, like, need to watch that. I don't need to necessarily watch Jupiter's Legacy episode two. I'm going to. And also, comparatively, if you want something live action, since this is real, uh, like, live action versus an animated show. If you just look at the boys, one episode of the boys compared to this for production quality, I'm, the boys is a very violent show. This show did get violent in the first episode, but just for the sake of production value, looking at the contrast, um, 
I'm not sure what the intention was here in the Netflix show, like why it's being done this way. If it's going to be something where they like upgrade the costuming on the characters at some point, but like the beard, the that beard doesn't get an upgrade. It's just bad. <laughs> that beard is just bad. It's bad, bad I, I don't beard. Know if Josh can't. Is that his name? Josh? What did I say his name was? I can't remember, but I don't I think don't he know. can grow a beard because even a, like a bad beard dyed white would have been better. It's like the hair plugs of beards. It was weird. <laughs> it's a weird beard. <laughs> but like, like we actually beard. put that on today. I'm like, I said, I want to watch at least one of these episodes so that I can possibly, because everything else I've watched this week has been more of what I've been watching. And that was the one new thing. And I was like, hmm, sort of a swing and a miss. Maybe a bunt. Actually, maybe a foul ball. We'll call it a foul for the episode one. We'll see what happens with episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep me posted because uh, we were you know, looking for what we were going to watch next. And we both watched the trailer for that and said, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I did catch up Fair. on Final Space. Remember that cartoon that I was talking about last the last season? Oh, yeah. I love that cartoon. Every episode, I laugh and I borderline cry. I don't. There's so much emotion in this 22 minute episode of car, comedy comedy cartoon. It's shocking to me. But other than that, it's all been paranormal and American Housewife. So <laughs> my bar's kind of low. Really got to combine those two things. I would love that. Oh, it would make my <laughs> life so much easier. <sighs> I feel like they, then you should just start watching like the monsters and. No, that's not real paranormal, honey. No, Ghost Hunters know, International is real. Oh, they go God. to foreign lands and look for foreign <laughs> ghosts. And my favorite part of that is when a really white guy tries to speak to a foreign ghost in their native tongue, which is just bad. Does the <laughs> really white guy have a really white beard? <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's got bad, like, like he's, it's like he can't grow a beard, so he just grows that chin strap. It's bad. It's, God bless <laughs> Ghost Hunters International. Anywho, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun, but I think it's time for us to take a quick break. We're going to do some commercials, and when we come back, we're going to catch up on all things TV news. You're listening to this week's episode from Geekade.com. Stick around. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content, available now from our partners and Geekade.com. First up, puzzle games are great. But we here in the United States have missed out on a fair few. But which ones are keepers? How do we determine these things? Thankfully, the fine fellows over at the Weekend Rental Podcast have a surefire way. Buy, rent, burn! Will Mario's Super Picross make the cut? Don't know if I said that right. It darn well better, because that game is great. Plus, crazy cool garage sale finds, discharging G.I. Joes, some old movie talk, and a whole lot more. Don't miss Weekend Rental Podcast, episode 99. The Gamers... Is it Picross? I don't know. The Gamers Picross pick it off the list. Pick Picross? Picross. Picross. Pick what she's is never played Picross, and it makes me really sad. Yeah, I didn't. Well, she probably it's, has, but it's a picture crossword. Isn't there another name you're for it? You're a picture it? crossword. What um, is that? Yes, the word you're looking for is nonogram. Mm-hmm. No, nope, that was way too five-letter vocabulary. <laughs> Ouch, <Okay>. honey. <laughs> no, I meant for me. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about me. Next, if you know me, you know how much I love Transformers. 
especially pronouncing <laughs> the names of obscure characters. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for it to be in there because I know how this commercial ends. Uh, especially pronouncing the obscure characters from all corners of the fiction. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like there's any of that on the docket for me this week because the subject of the latest episode of SparkCast is actually all about the 25th anniversary DVD set. How does this release stack up against other Transformers releases around the same episodes? I, does that make... Oh, wait, this is for the show. God, I was going with the DV, the movie. <laughs> now it makes sense. Uh, what did Sean mail to Thomas over a year ago? What is a Deceptarian? And why is Chris making me say it? Find out Sparkcast episode 44. Transformers season one DVD special features from Shout Factory. I went through the whole thing without anything difficult to uh, pronounce, so... <laughs> Did I say that? De- Deceptarian? No. Nope. I think it's a Deceptatron. Or Deceptatran, maybe. Okay. What? Do, uh, all right. You're a Deceptatran. <laughs> Ouch. I was going with Deceptitron, but... Oh. <laughs> Who knows? Finally, GeekAid's got a brand new podcast, and it's something completely different from any other show we've hosted before. Radio Free Rhea is an all-new sci-fi narrative show about a space station and the incredibly strange goings-on within and around. There are lots of strange characters, bizarre situations, and mysterious events, all told with a dash of humor and just the right level of insanity. Be sure to check out Radio Free Rhea Episode 1, now available wherever Geekade podcasts are sold. For all this great content and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com. And we're back. It's time for the news. Let's get started. All right, let's see. What do we got here? From Deadline.com, Cartoon Network Studios unveils animated shorts program Cartoon Cartoons to boost diverse storytelling. Uh, does anybody remember the old Cartoon Cartoons banner? Yeah, a little no? bit. I, 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 why do I want to say Ed, Ed and Eddie? <laughs> Is that wrong? Is that way off? Well, if I'm not no, mistaken. I don't think so. A yeah, lot I think of that was... Yeah, didn't a lot of shows get their start? Like Powerpuff Girls got their start from that? Yeah, it's like uh, kind of what cartoons, Cartoon Network was calling their original programming, I think, in the, back in the old days. It's nice to see them reviving that brand. I've always liked that cartoon cartoons. Uh, and, you know, making new shorts from different creators, I think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah, it said that in the article that they're going to open it up to a lot of different types of styles of art and storytelling for different age groups and... I don't know. I just like this because it, it makes me think more of the, like the anthology style things that they're doing, like uh, Netflix, Net, Netflix, Netflix's <laughs> Love, Death, and Robots. Have uh-huh. you guys watched that at all? I haven't watched it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, that's really good. Actually, quick shout out. I do want to mention that uh, a friend of mine from the Qbert School wrote one of the episodes in season two, All Through the House. So if you guys watch it, let me know what you think. Neat. Neat. Yeah. <sighs> All right, well, way to go, Cartoon Network. Sorry, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> It's been a long life. Uh, <laughs> next up, a show I sadly did not get the chance to watch because I watched The Bad Batch instead. And, well, you know, it is what it is. I'll get around to it. Deadline, once again, Castlevania to end with season four as Netflix, Netflix eyes new series in the same universe. Uh, and for like a split second, I was kind of upset and really kind of mystified. Like, why the heck would they end Castlevania? Oh, because they're just going to do a different game. Gotcha. So, um, 
Castlevania, the anime, is effectively based on Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. There's about 450 other Castlevania <laughs> games <laughs> with, That's like, true. lots of lore and characters. So uh, I think it's cool that they're ending it here, uh, and then they're going to move on to a different thing set in the Castlevania universe, because there's so many more wacky and interesting stories to tell. I'm very curious where they're going to go next uh, and what characters they're going to involve in them. So... Uh, so okay. was the current season the one that just played? Was that four or was that three? That was four. The one okay, that just so it's done, done happened. Yeah, it's it right. should be it should be done now. Gotcha. Uh, I haven't checked out any of season four, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Okay, uh, so you know, hey, huzzah. huzzah! I am very much looking forward to seeing where this goes. Cool. I agree. It is cool. I like Darn. it. I, mean, I like I, it. Is that is that does that help? I haven't even caught up yet, but huzzah. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I, we were gonna give do me some a Portrait of Ruin. It's the only other game I know. <laughs> that make a good one. Time, so that didn't That's the thing. Yet. There's so many. A lot of the Castlevania games, at least especially early ones, don't really have a lot of characters. Castlevania Three had a cast of characters to begin with, so that kind of worked really well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. They could go with Symphony of the Night and give us more Alucard, and then you know some Richter and Maria and wonderful. Dracula Resurrections. There's a dark priest named Shaft. I mean, come on. Was there an N64 Castlevania game? There was. It's not great. Was that the one that has like a? Do uh, you start as a male, a female? I don't know. Maybe you could choose. You, you could go choose into like a haunted mansion, like a creepy haunted mansion with like a rose garden maze. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That game freaked me out, and I quit in the rose garden, which was probably not more than like 20 minutes into the game. So. Yeah, you didn't miss much. Oh, uh, cool. Like, the very, very beginning of the game is kind of the high point, um, which isn't even all that high to begin with, but, you know, it was fine. rest of the game was like, all right. There was this great bit towards the end where you had to carry a bunch of nitroglycerin around, so you couldn't jump or even, like, fall off a step, because if you did, you exploded. What? <laughs> like that lost episode of that teacher, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like the Arnst. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, anyway, uh, so Variety. This one comes to us from Variety. Ginny and Georgia renewed for season two by Netflix. I think I found this story like a minute after I finished watching season one, and I was so excited. Yes. Um, yeah, great show. Lots more to be done there. So very happy to see that it will get more. And that's all I have to say about that. And next week, I will give you my final thoughts on season one. Okie dokie. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also from Variety, Amelia Clark joins Marvel's Secret Invasion at Disney Plus. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to be honest and Go tell ahead, honey, you. Please say exactly what you said oh, to me. Oh, do I have to say exactly like that? Oh, man. I don't know if I can do this. Right, don't, you don't have to say exactly. I don't recognize gist. Amelia Clark unless I see her with her boobs out and her hair done white. I just like. <laughs> It took me a minute too to I, realize who that was. I've seen her in other roles and I still just I'm like your hair is white. Just have white <laughs> hair. And the first time I saw her on Game of Thrones and she had like this beautiful like voluptuous I understand she's supposed to be a teenager. I she's not a teenager, I'm sorry. But she has this beautiful like voluptuous body and then they just have her like tits out on the show and I'm just like I'm in love with this woman to tell me everything. And then, you know, everyone ended up hating her by the end of the show. But I'd never rec- like, I was like, yeah, Amelia Clark, why do I care? And I was like, game it the, why do I care? <laughs> now I get it. So hopefully she won't be another hated character in this. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought she was per- she was one of the interesting parts in Solo. See, I fucking forgot was she was in even Solo. In that. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, she was like the main <laughs> main yeah, female was, character. Uh, yeah, she, she was the main character that wasn't Han. You know, not Han Solo. Because <laughs> that guy was not, not Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. In in fairness, not, not we watched Solo once, and it didn't leave much of an impression on me. She was also in, <laughs> said in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why there's not going to be another one. Okay. She was in a Terminator movie, wasn't she? Yeah, or Terminator show? Genesis. Genesis. Okay. No, Genesis. Genesis. G e n i s y s. Oh, good, great. I'm glad we're spelling things properly. Much like Sifi. Yes. Yeah, Genesis. We'll never apologize for it. Apparently, she's going to voice a role in the upcoming animated film, The Amazing Maurice. Oh. It's Maurice. <laughs> Maurice. M-A-U-R-Y-C-E. <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I think she's really cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Any of the time that she'd do those wacky behind-the-scenes videos for Game of Thrones, she was genuinely funny. Like, she's apparently just a big goofball, so that's great. Did you, I've seen and, some interviews with her, yeah. Sorry. And she's joining the MCU, so... Like, yeah. yeah yay yeah. more quality people in the mco let's just get a, them all in there yeah mm-hmm. do you remember when she did the bit on snl nope so Jon snow <laughs> was the main actor on the show on the episode and they during his monologue at the beginning they had a couple of characters from game of thrones like actors i should say in this audience because he was taking questions and it was like hey can you tell me who the what the end of who is the lord or the king of thrones kind of thing and at the at one point in time she's like hey you remember that time that we did it (laughs) (laughs) yes i do remember that sketch (laughs) fucking hysterical anywho she's funny i like her and and it also involves the fact that secret invasion is just that much closer that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Speaking of exciting, HuffPost presents First Look at Ted Lasso Season 2 reveals a new addition to the cast. I don't even remember what the new addition to the cast is, I, and I, honestly, I don't even care. Ted, Ted Lasso Season 2 is all I needed to hear. I loved Season 1 of this show. I cannot wait to see more. Don't worry, it's uh, not someone we've heard of, I think. Sports psychologist Sharon, played by Sarah Niles. Okay. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Season two kicks off on Apple TV Plus on July 23rd, so we don't even have to wait that long. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for knowing what's going on with that one, because I looked at that article and went, I have no context. Move on. Oh, my goodness. This show was so freaking good. And did you told me last night that this was a uh, Bill Lawrence joint, right? Yes. The, oh, is uh... it? <laughs> Bill Lawrence, that's Scrubs, right? Yeah, Scrubs right. We were and watching Cougar Town, and, and Chris was like, "What's he been up to? What has he been doing? Has he wanted? Has he made anything else?" And I was like, "Yes, Ted fucking Lasso." <laughs> so is, is no his wonder wife I it? love this show. <laughs> is it because he he keeps putting his wife in his shows? That's no, the, no. Krista Miller has yeah. not shown up yet. Damn. Yet <laughs> she will. No doubt she will. But uh, I, yeah, that the show's fantastic, and now I, I feel, I feel this even closer connection to why it's fantastic. Yay! Yay. More Ted Lasso. What a wonderful show. Aww. Uh let's see. Tour dot com. The Witcher will return this fall. 
And that's the story. Yes, no yes. date, no trailer. <laughs> <laughs> nope, but there was a, they put the production wrap, which was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. I did like looking at that, and honestly, just any time Henry Cavill is on screen yes. as girl yeah, type put, yeah. put Put more of that into my eyeballs, please. <sighs> it's, it's just so fucking fantasy. The white hair, the gold eye, it's so badass. But look at that white hair. Compared look to fake. Jupiter's legacy. <laughs> That's exactly That's how you do a white hair wig. But aren't they both Netflix? So yes, what the fuck? Get that get that hair person on the on the onto Jupiter's legacy. Seriously. Yeah. Uh-huh. Listen, I will not apologize for my rage, Netflix. You come at me. <laughs> I'm sure Netflix is real scared. Uh, they be- listen, Netflix, you owe me an apology. Okay. Hell hath no fury like a woman. Fighting for white hair. <laughs> Hell hath no fury like a white beard. <laughs> oh, good times. Next up, uh, there was a new Modoc trailer that I very intentionally didn't watch because I don't even. I'm already sold on this show. Like I'm, I'm, I, I had no idea what to expect. I forgot. I've I've seen like I've watched it without sound just to see a general. Like the claymation look of it all, I'm. I can't wait to watch this show. So, favorite part of this clip, Wonder Man, voiced by Nathan Fillion. Really? Yeah. That, <laughs> remember when it was like a, a while ago they said that he was playing Wonder Man? I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So fantastic! It looks really good. I, it's not what I expected. It's um. Oh, what was that? The, the show with the the the, the figures. Robot chicken, robot chicken esque, and I feel like that's the the line or the vein of comedy it's going with. Also, so Spotify, I'm into it. I'm, a, I'm looking I'm, forward I'm to checking. I'm not out. a big Modoc fan. I've gone on record in saying I hate Modoc. Feel he's a waste of a character, but I'm okay with watching this. Who is the character that uh, to me looks just like Modoc, but I guess Arnim isn't Zola? what Arnim Zola? Maybe I don't yes, know. His but his belly is a television. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. How do you spell it? What is it? Zola. Arnim Zola. A-R-N-I-M-Z-O-L-A. Because his face looked like it was like pinned on. No, it's not him. It, there, was a, there was a character, maybe it was Modoc, but there was a version of him where his face looks like it's literally clipped on. It's like stretched out skin. Uh, it, it has been drawn different ways. Okay. But it's always been a big head in a a suit. That's what I thought, but there was a version of him that, like, it was like there was an X-Men thing where he, like, takes them to an alternate universe and it's all TVs. Oh. Mojo. uh, Mojo, Mojo, not Modoc. There we go. Okay. And this is why I was struggling with this. So I wouldn't watch this trailer because when I saw that name, yeah, that's him. I got super freaked out and thought they were making a show about him and went, I'll never watch this. Why would you do this to children? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then I saw the trailer started playing anyway, got super confused. Okay. The world is right again. I will now finally watch this trailer because I'm not so scared. A lot of good okay. voice. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to spoil any of the jokes on the show. And and honestly, I'm kind of with Evan. I don't really like Modoc unless it's played for absurdity. Because what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just look at that design. It's completely bonkers. Yep. Uh, so when you see him show up in something like 
Marvel versus Capcom, for example. You turn him into a fighting game character. Yeah, I got to see this because you know, he's, <laughs> he's kicking his little legs around. It's hysterical. Uh, that's the that's the kind of when you you know play him for like a serious threat in the comics or anything. It just it never works for me because no matter how vicious you make him or whatever, he's still this giant head with dinky little legs mm-hmm. on a rocket chair. It's yeah, there, there's uh, a whole comic series of, for just him. It was titled Modoc, and Dan loved it. I couldn't, I could not open the book at all. Like, I just, well, I mean, that's so that's so Dan. Like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that character in general is that plays to every single one of Dan's comic book sensibilities. Like, that's mm. absolutely a character Dan would love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> okay. uh, anyway, let's head back to Deadline.com, uh, who is talking about The Flintstones, adult animated comedy sequel series Bedrock from Elizabeth Banks in the works at Fox. Why? I, and that's, I was curious, like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much what we get. Um, it's Pebbles, grown up, or like 20-something, and she's starting her own career. All the cast of characters apparently are there, Bam Bam and so on. I just like I'm that's that's what popped into my head when I saw this article. Well, do you guys Why? remember a couple of years back when they did the relaunch of all of these comic titles? They had the Scooby Doo launch, they're, the they're Flintstones, everything. The Hanna Barbera line is still there. They're right. still active. I was going to say, but, but when it first launched, people were kind of. I, I thought I, the conversations in my social circles were also why? Why is this happening? But I got to tell you, I, I picked up some of those comics, and I was actually pretty into the art on the Flintstones comic and the story, like where it was going. Um, I don't know if this is going to draw any inspiration from any of that. But I'm curious, like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, there's so the many Flintstones is a very important part of television history, especially television animation history. Right. So the idea of creating a version of it that can exist in the modern day is not bad. This seems like the kind of property that is ripe for a reboot, right? It hasn't been. Yes, it has in a long time i'm not saying it hasn't been ever it just hasn't oh. been in a long time I mean, what was the last what was the last real attempt to reboot the flintstones there were the live action movies in like the 90s so, yeah, that's and then there's been a lot of attempts to reboot it since uh but none of them have gone anywhere none of them even made it like past the pilot i think um I, it was just it was just weird that it, it came out of nowhere and the fact that elizabeth banks is attached to it yeah it's got a it's got an interesting, some interesting personalities behind it. I'm not saying this is a great idea, like making it into, you know, an adult television series. But then again, that was kind of the intent of the first one. Like, oh, it was a, it was a honeymooners ripoff. Exactly. Yeah. Like I shouldn't so, say ripoff. It was an homage. Most of the now it was a ripoff. <laughs> most of the, uh, <laughs> the the you know it was family friendly, but the the you know the visual gags were for the kids, and then they, you know. <laughs> dysfunctional relationship stuff was for uh the grown-ups do you ever see this is flintstones cigarette commercials no yeah back when flintstones first aired they did a run of commercials that featured uh fred and barney smoking cigarettes and they were selling cigarettes it's fucking hysterical it's fantastic 
what a different world we live in right now. <laughs> I just have to tell you guys, I looked up the history of the Flintstones just to see if anything has come out that we hadn't really recognized. And most of it was before the 90s. Most of it came and went and it was little specials here and there, nothing big. Then the, the live action films in the 90s. And then the gem that is the Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown in 2015. Wow. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I got hung up in this article because it said something about Banks's pebbles. And I I think what they were were going for is like Elizabeth Banks's vision of pebbles in the show and not that she's actually playing pebbles. Because if this show is supposed to be about 20-something pebbles, I love you, Elizabeth Banks, but you are not in your 20s. (laughs) Well, listen, it's Stone Age 20s. It's a rough life back then. Well, you know, whatever. The aging process could have been different. Anyway. Cool. I'm just, I'm curious to see what it's going to look like, honestly. Yeah, I'm not, like, violently opposed. I'm not, you know, eagerly anticipating either. I'm just, okay, that's a thing. I'll check it out when it shows up. Yep, same. I don't see anything specific uh, for launch date, so when we get more news on it, we'll let y'all know. We shall. John Cena met Fred Flintstone in that movie. Yeah, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm good, I'm good, sorry. Moving on. More (laughs) wrestling later. Yeah. From from uh the company that brought you Yahoo Screen, Yahoo Entertainment uh gives us the news that Netflix's Sweet Tooth sets off an epic adventure in first trailer for DC series. I have never read this comic. I've read smatterings of it. Um but what really intrigued me was the like the visual aspect of it. Like this is a a beautiful trailer like visually and the fact that it's at high, like it takes place in a i want to say an apocalyptic kind of future where a virus has taken over and killed off a huge swath of population and hybrids start being born and the main character is this young kid who is part deer uh and that's all i got like that's all i can remember um and when i went into like this article um I don't know what happened. I don't remember there being a trailer attached to it when I when I tagged it here, but then I just watched this because all I saw was stills. Um, Netflix does know how to do makeup because it really looks like this kid has antlers. So it's it's not it's not bad bearded, but like I'm shocked to see that they're going with this. Like it's it's this comic is beloved in 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 this comic culture. Like it's it's a well known comic. Yeah, I remember working in the comic book store, and I never wanted to read it because it it everyone told me it was good, but it it horrified me. <laughs> like I just thought it was the ugliest thing I had ever seen, and I was I don't I don't want to look at this. That's a part of reading comic books is looking at it. And I just I hated the art in that book. Yeah. Uh, so I stayed away from it, but. I don't know the if this really is a, a good is a, story. A one. It seems like there's a lot of talent behind it, so it mm. looks good. It it's it the the trailer what from what I'm seeing of the trailer, it it's visually intriguing. So I'm I, more open to this art style now as an adult than I was when I first started looking at this comic years ago because it did come out years ago. Mm. Um 
so I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, it says the inclusion in January 13th, 2013. It looks like it ended in 2013. It ran from 2009, and it says now it has some stuff coming up in uh, 2021, but I think it basically ran from 2009 to 2013 for the most part. And, yeah, like, I remember being at the Kubert School looking at this because other people were looking through it and being like, I can't, I can't do this. No, <laughs> I don't care if the story's good. I don't like the art. And now um, my my tastes have changed, and I I think I'd be able to deal with it just just because it looks cool. What I did also like about this is one of the producers or the team of producers is the uh, team Downey, yeah, which is Susan Downey and Robert Downey Jr., which is yeah, really cool. I, I did notice that, yeah. and I like that her name was listed first. first. Yep. <laughs> I noticed um, that as well. I'm curious, Chris, the you said the art style bothers you. It's the art style of the comic, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. like yeah. the look of the comic book. So but if this was, you know, if the show was interesting to you, the, the concept of like animal human hybrids doesn't bother you to look at. I mean, not any more than I think its intent is to okay. <laughs> Because I'm interested in watching the show, but it sounded like maybe you didn't want to watch it because you weren't interested in the comic. No, I'd be into checking out the show. I think the show looks neat. I have no really concept of the uh, source material because the the combination of the artwork and then the name Sweet Tooth just kind of bugged me. So Mm. I steered clear. It's a very stylized artwork, but I get it. Makes sense. There's a jaded art part of me that's worried about what's going to come out of this, and I hope that it won't be uh, grossly inappropriate. What do you mean? The furry community. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that comes up on that. my stream. I talk about the Black Sad comic a lot. I don't know if y'all have ever seen that. Yes. Um, but this this comic, just looking at the art in this, this show, reminds me a little bit of that, because it was like anthropomorphic animal people. Like, that's the 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 animation style right and every time i bring stuff like this up within certain circles of the art community it goes into well you know blah 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 this is going to happen and i'm worried a little bit about that with this show i really hope that that doesn't end up tainting anything that comes out because i really like this concept and i love drawing fantasy creatures and fantasy people and it's really cool to incorporate aspects of animals into creating fantasy characters. And this show is going to have a lot of that from the looks of it. And I, I really, 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 really want to see something good come out of this. Just hope it doesn't get tainted. Yeah. I just, I'm, I, I do need to express that concern. And, and I, I really just hope that people don't suck so bad that they ruin this for me. I hope that too. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, stay <laughs> off the internet. Yeah. Well, you guys will probably notice it before I do, so just warn me if I need to be scared. <laughs> I steer pretty far clear of those circles. The closest they, the closest they ever really get to my life is occasionally the Sonic community will jump in. If you you want disturbing furries, look into the Sonic the Hedgehog com- c- community. Oh my Ooh. god, I didn't even know that was a thing. My life is over. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Uh, stories of working in a comic book store. Yikes. Right? See, at least you guys understand the context of this as an artist. Like, this is not something, unfortunately, that is unusual for an artist to be spoken to about. Well, you're an artist. <laughs> you're supposed to be cool with it. Yay, comics. 
<laughs> anyway, comicbook.com uh, reports that uh, Ana Lucia Menezes. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that. Digimon and Avatar The Last Airbender Star dies at 46. Um, this was, uh, at least in the circles that it was posted in, it was slightly misleading. Uh, she did the Brazilian dubs for uh, a lot of these shows. Uh. Um, you know, not making her any less important, just uh, if you thought that the... Uh, uh, let's see, I want to look this up just to be sure... Uh, yeah, she did uh, stuff like Yu Yu Hakusho, Digimon, mm-hmm. uh, Toph, Clone Wars. She was Ahsoka in Clone Wars. But the um, English or the, the, the... Not in English, yeah. No, the, it was, in English, yeah. it was Ashley Eckstein. Okay. And uh, let's see. Um, Anyone who represents Toph is a hero to me. Yeah, because Toph is such a great character. Toph Beifong was played by uh, Michaela Jill Murphy in the american dub not the american dub the american they, version it was not i was dubbed. like wait there what was no, <laughs> there was no dub that show was made in america so but yes she was uh the voice of her elsewhere in the world and uh it's a it's a shame still lost um, i appreciate being able to recognize uh voice actors who are influential in other uh languages because i think that a lot of us like you know we're english speaking so we don't even think about that and it think those it's important to acknowledge them too so i was very appreciative of that post well uh moving on to no less sad no less sad news but sad for a different reason Uh, the mary sue reports mickey the idiot is an idiot doctor who actor noel clark accused of sexual harassment misconduct and bullying what the hell yeah (laughs) bummer yeah i I, it's that, yeah. It's not. and this was this came out like right after he got a BAFTA, I think. So yeah. the the article, I will tell you, Evan and I had some conversation about this, but I'm going to keep it brief for the sake of the fact that we have a lot more to talk about already. Um, the, basically, the Guardian Post did this. They had the interview with the 20 different women, and they told the BAFTA uh, staff basically before releasing the article that they had this uh they had they told them 13 days before the awards that they had been you know uh about these allegations and uh the the they proceeded anyway the bafta happened they or they proceeded yep. proceeded anyway and um basically the, <laughs> stop it <laughs> oh you. my god it's almost like you're funny but you're not <sighs> <laughs> that's right i'm hilarious uh, no this uh this story being uh breaking also kind of drudged up an older story about john barrowman who um apparently was given to similar sort of antics but in more of a like playful way still gross but like you know you know, he was known for like just whipping it out in like oh, Jesus. You know, the makeup trailer or whatever. Apparently he would like come up while, you know, Camille Kaduri, who played uh Rose's mom, uh, would be getting her makeup done and just like put his dick on her shoulder until oh she my noticed God. it. Like, how do people think that's okay? <laughs> right. And like you I mean, you know the type of person John Barrowman is, then you know like 
okay, like, I get it. He didn't mean any harm. He still shouldn't be doing that. But. So, like, yeah, it's that's, I don't know. And again, <laughs> I, I want to be clear, I'm not jumping to any conclusions until there's, like, you know, like, if there are criminal charges or whatever stuff is happening. It was just, to me, it was a little shady that, like, the the committee or the chair or whatever that runs the BAFTA, like, had this information and they didn't think to, like, maybe hold off on this and investigate further, which would have made more sense because now they're like oh we've suspended the award like maybe you should have yeah like Um, way to backpedal guys but to be clear about barrowman he had already apologized for these actions it just sort of re-dredged up that story and you can also tell that barrowman is the kind of person who would you know have learned from that and probably doesn't do that anymore i hope not you would you would hope not, considering the that the way the the world has changed in the last ten years, and the fact that he probably wouldn't still be working if he was still pulling that kind of shit. Yeah, true. Um, so I'm you know not trying to jump down the cancel culture pipeline thing. I just wanted to say I think it's shady. I don't really know full details. I see that the, the I see what the accusations are. Um. And it, you know, I, I just, oh God, I honestly just so, so many times I'm like, I just hope that some part of this isn't true because it's so fucking awful. But twenty women's a lot, so. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about something a little more cheerful, maybe. Depends on who you are. Uh- <laughs> oh come on, this is good. I'm just not for some of the characters in the show. That's all. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, this comes to us from Review Fix. Amazon Studios renews Robert Kirkman's Invincible for two more seasons. Yeah. Yay. Yes, please. Sign yep. me up. Such a great show. Good show. Good show. <sighs> yeah, um, I am 100% into it, and I'm going to continue to avoid reading the comic books because I don't want to be even remotely spoiled for where the show is going to go. I'll tell you when they got to the end of the season, that's when I actually started reading invincible. Cause I started out of order. Oh, uh, okay. So th- when it finally started catching up, I remember like some of the shots, I feel like they were, might've been like shot for shot, the same as the panels in the comic, which just made like such a fucking cool nod. Um, <sighs> this show, my God, it knows how to mess with your emotions. I'm so ready for seasons two and three, though. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I'm wondering how many seasons it's going to take for them to do the whole series. I hope they they get to go that far. Yeah, me too. Good times, but Great. yeah, I mean, not good times for. Some yes, people. I mean entertaining good times, times for us but watching. Not always good times. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Let's see. TV line uh, heels. Stephen Amell's Stars Wrestling Drama Sets premiere. I forgot this was even happening. Yep. Yeah. Um, Stephen Amell gets to be a wrestler. Yeah, like he's, he's a big wanted. wrestling fan. Yeah. So I he thought did he I wrestle just, for like a special or something. Like, yeah. Wasn't he, yeah. He, he went. Yeah. Oh my he god! Sh- that fucking <laughs> event when he showed up in I'm the so ring. I'm so happy. I could. I could see her animation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I get a little excited. Um, uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, I don't get to watch wrestling anymore because they got rid of the WWE app, which I just recently found out about, but I don't have cable television, which is how I used to watch it. And so 
for the last few years, I haven't really had access to wrestling. So I very much enjoy things that are relevant to the time where I did get to watch. And one of the things that I got to see was Stephen Amell getting into the ring. I don't even remember who he got into the ring with. I think, I feel like it was like the Miz. It wasn't even anybody that I cared that much about. And it was just like, oh my God, like, if you ever see him on Arrow, you're like, dude, he's jacked. He can do all like the the salmon things to, where he's like going up the the salmon ring when he like he's holding on and he like does a crazy shit where he climbs up while doing pull ups because he's a monster. Um, <laughs> and then he gets in the ring next to a wrestler and you're like, that man is tiny. Like, holy shit. He's just a normal sized human being. Right? Okay. <laughs> like, it's just wrestlers in comparison to everyone else. Like, you don't always realize how big and strong and fit they actually get. Um, but seeing that he like took this love of wrestling and has decided to turn it into something more and that he's actually able to do this because of all of the other successes he's had, I'm ready. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm super into it. Um, I'm a big fan of Stephen Amell. I like a lot of the stuff he's done outside of like his acting, just like his philanthropic, uh, movements and, and things that he like, it's just the way he interviews and I don't know, whatever. I'm just looking forward to this. I hope it's good. I really hope it's good. And it gives me more wrestling content to watch that, you know, isn't actually wrestling. Cause I can't watch that right now. So, and rant. Yay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm just, I mean, I'm the, ready the for show, this. The show is about, what is it? Two brothers that go into wrestling and one of them is the star and the other one's the heel. Like then... Doesn't that play out in their real life? Um, yeah, it says like uh, it's basically their. Let's see, da, 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 supporting cast. Um, I'm trying to see if there's like the quick summary in this article. Uh, family-owned wrestling promotion as two brothers and rivals. Uh, war over their late father's legacy. In the ring, somebody must play the good guy and somebody must play their nemesis, the heel. But in the real world, those characters can be hard to live up to or hard to leave behind. That was kind of like how they built the premise up. And the the guy that plays his brother is actually an actor from the show Vikings. Um, he was Bjorn for anyone who has watched that show. Uh, like, adult version, obviously. Um, and I think that that's going to be interesting to see, too, because... He was like kind of tanky looking in the show. I have no idea what he looks like in real life. And so seeing him opposite Stephen Amell, I want to know if they're going to bring any real wrestlers into this show. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, it looks like they're just trying to basically like figure out how to run this, figure out what to do with wrestling. Uh, I want to see them bring in some people from um, Glow. <laughs> yes. That'd be amazing. That'd so be amazing. really, really cool. Um, but yeah, it just kind of looks like it's it's got something to do with them trying to build up their wrestling business. I don't know if they're actually wrestlers or if they're recruiters. Yeah, they're they're wrestlers. Like yeah, but I don't know if they're if they're in the story if they're going to, if it's about them building themselves up as wrestlers oh, or if they're like you know kind of like a triple X or not triple triple H uh, and the McMahon's like you know they're wrestlers but they also recruit new talent so yeah. to speak. Except for Stephanie, she's just a bitch on a microphone it's fine okay sorry that's I what people talk. say about me <laughs> meanwhile over at deadline.com netflix sets blake lively to star diablo cody to write lady killer adaptation of dark horse comic yeah best thing ever okay i'm good i'm good i'm good um so <laughs> so I, I posted this for her yeah <laughs> okay because 
Quick adaptation uh, breakdown. Lady Killer is about a 1950s-ish looking housewife who's secretly an assassin. Uh, trying to juggle all of the responsibilities of being a loving mother and a good housewife while taking lives in the background. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome comic drawn by one of my favorite artists, Joelle Jones. And uh, she had started this in partnership with another person that actually ended up taking over the whole creative franchise. Um, there are only two trades for the story. It is not a finished comic, and I am going to be livid if there is not a conclusion to the like. This better not turn into a Game of Thrones bullshit thing <laughs> where the books never get done. Because I love this series and oh, I love the right. art and the detail. So um, finished Game of Thrones. I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm fucking over the moon, and the fact that Blake Lively, like, I really, really hope that she's going to be the main character. Um. That would just be so cool. So uh, if she gets to be, if it says, it says the plan is for her to be Josie Schuler, who is the, the, the female lead. Um, but I, I just, I want, I like really hope that it's going to happen because it doesn't look definite yet and there's no release date or anything and I'm just losing my mind. <sighs> Settle down, Beavis. Okay. <laughs> or, you know, don't settle down because bleedingcool.com delivers the other two of the one-two punch. Leanne M. Crickick's Let's Play Webtoon Comic Now Live Action TV Show. Take it away, kids. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fangirl moment. Yay, 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 yay. Oh, this webtoon has been balls. on hiatus for so long. I, I was like, know. where the hell is it? I want to know what's going to happen. She's okay, so really wait, are good you, at cliffhangers. Do you, do you ship Sam and Charles? Uh, I don't know who I ship at this point. Oh! I ship Sam and Marshall. Um, okay. I, I ship Sam and Marshall. I really, I really like the way Charles looks out for her, and oh my god, y'all! Okay, this this webtoon. It, listen, you need like, uh, you know what? You don't even need you don't need to read it now because it's going to be a TV show. It's so good, and it is also unfinished. So yeah, so <laughs> and the thing that I, I love, I love it, but it is also like super slow paced so hopefully they work that out in the tv adaptation to make it like move a little faster because like every week is like one tiny little bite and i'm like are you ever gonna kiss <laughs> yes but i i i have to say one of the things um so if you guys want to follow uh the artist it she goes by mandri or mongi manji manji there it is or mongrel marie uh at mongrel marie on uh like twitter and instagram and stuff like that um and I saw some stuff in her like stories and posts about how there was like a little bit of struggle going on with like getting season three out. But part of the reason that she has paced these uh, seasons the way that she has or, or, you know, installments of this comic is she really wanted this to feel more like an organic uh, development for the character she breaks the fourth wall sometimes in the story and she's like oh what wouldn't it be funny if this was like one of those normal stories where like the girl gets really angry and like you know hangs on to that rage for like four four seasons or some bullshit like that like she'll she'll like make fun of these tropes in and of themselves sometimes in the story um and so i just really i appreciate the fact that she makes us wait i do i like it takes I don't, a long time. I want it and I want it now. I see. I know, but like, 
man i get i also i respect that though i just i really need i really need to stop all i want to do is make thirsty ass fan art from this comic and like i i I can't do this like between this and laura olympus i'm gonna lose my fucking mind all right moving on and the art is so good like this is gonna be live action but if you do want to go check out the webtoon you should and it's just it's so good i'm glad that you like the art i do it's not my favorite, but I will give it a pass. It's fine. Move on. I'm, I'm not as, um, you know. I know. I'm not as I know. trained as you. <laughs> no, it's um, because I I'm think. i filthy casual. She does a lot of the stuff that I think a lot of other artists do where they use uh, 3D models now. And sometimes I can tell because like one of the, there's like a detail that I'll see sometimes on the art that I know is like from 3D models and using them. But it's a very smart way to save time and efficiently create this. She's got a lot of characters, a lot of settings. And it's, um, I think honestly, it's a very smart way to do it because it's still so beautifully rendered that at the end of the day, when I watch or when I watch, when I read it, I'm like, you know, what? I don't, I don't even care. I don't care. It's fine. Keep going. But yeah, I'd love to see her do some stuff where she like breaks away from that in the future. Okay. Yay. Yay. Very excited. Yeah. All right, guys, we got to pick up the pace because we still have about 350 news stories and it's getting late. So, uh, uh, let's see. YouTube, uh, there was a new trailer for the Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Eternal, the movie. Yeah, that's it. Hey, Sailor Moon fans, go fucking watch. Sailor Moon. Is that like the original Sailor Moon and they just lumped a bunch of episodes together to make a movie? I actually don't know. It's the new art style. It's the Sailor Moon Crystal art style. I think that that's what they're doing. I think that they're... Because I watched the trailer and it was like the whole whatever it was arc in in one double movie. And I was yes. Like, oh, okay. What's a double movie? What's this? Uh, what is going on? Because I, I used to watch Sailor Moon, but like not since high school. And since I am old and decrepit, that was a very long time ago. Yeah. Um, since they're bringing in the outer senshi, I'm not 100% on like how far. I mean, I, I, I'm not 100% sure on how this is going, but I know that. It, I think this is the replacement for a season. Like, I know that they're not doing, if I'm not mistaken, they have three seasons out. They're not doing a season four. And I think that this is how they're handling it, is to release the movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Deadline reports. Legends of the Hidden Temple reboot lands at the CW. Come on. Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's, come on now. Everyone's That's a good home watch. for it. Yeah. Um, the, this, oddly, after I posted this, I got a note of, or I saw a, a, on my Facebook, friends of ours are applying to be on this show. Who? Uh, Roe and... Is, is Marit Roe, Ro, Ro. really? So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, If anyone awesome. can do it, they can. I mean, it would be awesome to see them because perfect, perfect casting for uh-huh. Legend of the Hidden Temple. Yes. So, they would I be great. thrilled that this is a thing that's happening and not the thing that we had a new story about several months and months back where yep. it was gonna be a drama series like it's not it wasn't gonna be a competition series right. it's gonna be like some sort of science fictiony drama fantasy whatever stupidity so all right good times mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into it and it's gonna be adults instead of kids which is better even better Yay. Mm-hmm. okay uh, deadline also reporting adult swim has three movies in the works for aqua teen hunger force the venture brothers and metalocalypse this made me so happy because uh, <laughs> they so recently canceled uh, uh, the Venture Brothers without, like, it was going to 
end. Like that was the thing. It was gonna. They had like another story to tell. It's gonna be a movie. <laughs> I mean, an Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. I never even watched the first one, and I liked the show. I just couldn't imagine watching it for like. I couldn't imagine an Aqua Teen Hunger Force narrative lasting that long. Right. Me not <laughs> active, I agree actually with that. losing my head. So uh, <laughs> I've never been down that road, and I never got into Metalocalypse. But Venture Brothers, I love, and I love that they're making a movie. Sign me all the way up. Cool. Totally into it. Dig it. Let's see. We have comicbook.com, Orphan Black, the next chapter, season two announced, more original cast members returning. These are audiobooks, right? Um, it's more like a podcast, like a, uh, it sounds like it's similar, like a fiction podcast, similar to, uh, sort of like Radio Free Rhea. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I think it's going to be something like that. But uh, Tatiana Maslani does do voices for this, from what I understand. So <laughs> it's only her, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. She does all of the voices. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it looks as though uh, I was trying to see. There was a tweet here that's. It, I I couldn't tell if this was actually the season two, but I think it's coming out in September. Um. So I just thought that that was cool for people who are Orphan Black fans if they want more Orphan Black content. Um, this looks like a really cool way to get it. I know once I discovered this, I decided that's going to be my next podcast. So yeah, let's listen together. That's it. Okay, Hooray. cool. Uh, Huff Post, the Huffington Post, or Huff Post if you're nasty, uh, reports <laughs> Friends reunion special gets first trailer and premiere date on HBO Max. Is it, I is didn't it? even watch the trailer because I don't need it because I'm in... Wait, is it, uh, is it is it the trailer? What? Is it a trailer or is it a teaser trailer? I don't know. Because there was one that they posted where it was just the music playing. It's just their butts and their butts. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. That yeah. that doesn't do. Don't any. need it. I mean, I was just curious to see what they all uh, looked like. That was it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It's next week. It's May twenty seventh. So every Dude. thirty and forty something, get ready to freak out. Because literally, my timeline just exploded when this uh, when this story dropped. Like, holy shit, friends! And like, I really think a lot of people do not understand that it's not going to be an episode. It's going to be like a special. Yeah, they're but, just getting together, hanging out. <laughs> but uh, you know, I guess let them all be disappointed when because they didn't pay attention. But. They did something like that similar with the Fresh Prince of Bel, Bel- Air. Yeah. Where they got the cast exactly. back together. To, it's it's so. that type of thing. So still cool. Still want to yeah. see it. I, so it. So it's just people getting together and hanging out, right? Like they're not acting. They're just going to. They're no, just going to yeah, be it's friends. Just the actors talking yeah, about friends. the show and then show. famous people who are fans of the show talking about it too. Yeah. Because I saw that and I was like, last time I checked, uh, Justin Bieber was not on that show. Okay. <laughs> Yes, neither was Malala. (laughs) They um, somewhere I don't know if it's in this article, but somewhere they posted like a a list of all those celebrities that are going to appear in the special, and Mm -hmm. um, it was like the most random collection (laughs) of celebrities' names you've ever seen in your life. Like, yes, the only thing that could possibly connect all of these people is that they're fans of the show. (laughs) I'm into it. I'll buy it. Uh, speaking of things that I'm interested in, Variety reports Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill return for a Nola Holmes sequel on Netflix. Yay, yes. more yes. Henry Cavill content. And, more Nola you know, Holmes. I named a D and D character after her. That was a Neat. great cool. movie. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. 
Look, we're cruising, Chris. Keep it up. Come on. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, trying to keep it short. Pages Sorry. are loading as fast as they can load. Oh, you're actually uh, up BBC, Doctor Who, TV. All the doctors join the immersive West End show Time Fracture. Yeah, this is a weird thing. They're doing like a live show in the uh, West End in London, which is the equivalent of Broadway over there. Um and it's like an interactive show, so like I guess you know, I our need multimedia. a job and a place. Right. Go. Um, but it's gonna involve like recorded content from all the uh, actors who've played the Doctor, and for the ones who have passed, um, uh, what's his name that has done the first Doctor before is doing it again. I'm a terrible person that I can't remember his name. Um, I don't care about cookies. Um, and then the son of um, Patrick Troughton, who played the second Doctor, is playing the is playing second Doctor. Um, so very cool type of thing if you are an overseas listener and and they are they are bringing in audio involvement from Kate Stewart uh, or Kate Lethbridge Stewart and. Um, Joe Martin and Jodie Whittaker and voice voice actors taking on fan favorites ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth Doctors, and pre-recorded cameos from Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy. So, is is wait? It's Eccleston that was had the problem, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's not. Uh, he's not involved, nor is Tennant or Matt Smith or Peter Capaldi. Gotcha. Their voice actors will be playing those roles, but all, however many doctors, I can't, I love, <laughs> I, I can't actually give an accurate count because I know Jodie Whittaker is 13, but when you factor in the war doctor right, 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 right. and then the, the black woman doctor that was in the last season and like whatever else they've done in the radio dramas, I'm like, I don't know how many doctors there are anymore and I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all great. Got it. <laughs> Cool. All right, CBR.com, Marvel's What If animated series sets a Disney Plus premiere month. That month is August. Huzzah! Huzzah! That artwork, look, I love that picture that gets attached to every one of these articles. Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that there's an actual launch date on this, because I just realized the Enola Holmes thing didn't have one, and I like launch dates. Give me launch dates. Hmm. Or premiere months, at least. Yeah, at least they give me a month to look forward to. August, I'm in. This show looks great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, (laughs) sad news, E.T. reports Charles Grodin, the Heartbreak Kid, and Beethoven star dies at 86. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know if you grew up an 80s kid. You know this This guy. This is a bummer. He was in all the things. He was on Letterman and Johnny Carson all the time. Um he always played the so, same guy. Like, yeah, pretty like, much. <laughs> and was, he was in the Great Muppet Caper too. He was Miss Piggy's love interest. That's it true. said he even showed up in Law and Order SVU. Yeah, right. He was all over the place. And yeah, I don't, I don't really know much about him, but it looks like he brought a lot of talent to a lot of different things. I'm so sorry about this. Okay, yeah, I, huge I, bummer. I, that last one's for just me. I just wanted to put that in there all right let's see from pilgrimmediagroup.com ghost hunters is back on discovery plus i didn't know ghost hunters left well chris let me go down a long diatribe (laughs) 
There's like 47 different Ghost Hunter shows now. Um, this is this is the ca- half of the cast from the original Ghost Hunter show. They have a a Discovery Channel show called Ghost Nation. That's the name of their show, and they're just coming back. They're on a, on a break. Well, that was it. Well, it just means Evan has more content to fall asleep to, okay? I am watching shows from like six years ago to fall asleep to, woman. Listen, I'm just saying I'm happy for you, man. I was worried he was going to run out, guys. Ghost Adventures show. That guy sucks. Anyway, hate them. Sweet Lord. (laughs) We're done. All right. That is is all she wrote. That is going to be... Our show that was a we lot of it. news. We did it. Good job, guys. Mm-hmm. How how are we all feeling? Tired. Tired. My back Excited. hurts. Yeah, I'm 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 in I'm in all that town. So uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and close this out. This week's episode isn't filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official KK Discord where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk, which we've uh, recently started uh, posting all our news stories in there, and it's turned into a bunch of pretty fun discussions. So hop on into the Discord. It's a it's a good time. Uh, we're also on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, through the official Geekade channels, or the more specific Twepcast accounts, and of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Chris, and you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force magazine. Karen, where can people find you? I am uh, shoot underscore the underscore moon on Twitter, or uh, my five... <laughs> fun feminist fiber fandom fiber art i really gotta get that <laughs> get that down can be found uh at various platforms at stm stitches angie what about you uh go to my instagram a for not is the handle it's a f e r n o t and evan where can people find you geekade underscore evan on all the socials if you need to know more information about anything that any of the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at malikek.com. Just include the words of this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content uh let's see our homework is still what the expanse right nope it's the nevers the nevers Nevers. sorry it was one one of those the something the nevers season one episode one uh so we'll be talking about that in our next episode we really Uh, should we should chat about ferg's recommendation as well because what the hell was danger five i am looking forward to that we have a we have a listener request so that'll be our next show after what after a what's uh oh goodness i've already forgotten it the nevers the nevers so yes we had a great uh, listener request that i cannot wait to check out because that show looks weird uh, i'm into it thank you very much for the re- for the uh the suggestion for all right everybody uh that's gonna that's gonna do it for us uh, I'm Chris. I'm Karen. I'm Angie. It's just a beard. It's not that difficult. <laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.